Why do launches flop? Especially when we have a small audience, launches seem to be a hit or miss, but they don't have to be. Today, I'm going to dive deep into what I believe are the top three, maybe four, reasons why your last launch may have missed all your expectations so that you can correct course on your next launch. Hi, I'm your host, Ina Coveni. Every Tuesday, I bring you an interview with a successful online coach where we uncover their true startup story and we wrap it up with a companion episode on Thursdays. This one right here, where I teach you three things that our guest is doing very right in their business and you should start doing right now. Currently, we are in the off season, which means I'm out there recording all the interviews with those amazing coaches that you know and love. And so we'll be replaying some past interviews on Tuesdays, but I'll be here sharing with you every week on Thursdays with new content fresh out of the oven to help you continue to grow your business. And today our focus will be on three, okay, four reasons why your launch with a small audience flopped. And hint, it's not the size of your audience that is to blame. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're shopping for winter coats, Yep, winter's coming. Just remember to head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. So you've tried launching before, right? You have a product, you figure out your ideal client, and now you're putting it out there online. And you're following all the tips that all the gurus are telling you, right? You have to show up on social media every day. You have to post to your feed every day. You have to do 10 stories. You have to do hashtags. You have to do reels. You have to do Facebook ads. You're doing all of these things. But at the end of your launches, they always kind of fall flat. In fact, not just they fall, not, it's not just that they fall flat. It's that at the end of the launch, you kind of start losing steam right? It used to happen to me that I was like in the middle of a launch and I did a masterclass and then my launch would just kind of fizzle, right? Because I finished the class, I did everything I wanted to do, I taught, and then what? I didn't see everybody signing up for my offer, so I started to lose confidence and then I just didn't want to bother people. So I didn't email them later, I didn't say anything else, right? Are you with me on this? I finished the masterclass. Nobody signed up. Nobody even engaged with me during the masterclass. So I'm just gonna quietly disappear, right? Just quietly let it go. Try again next time. I'm hoping that next time, as soon as I go live with my masterclass, things will just work out perfectly and I'll get so many signups. Maybe this just wasn't it. Are you guys with me on this? Is this a thing? Has this ever happened to you? Because it happened to me in the beginning of my business. I, in my very first masterclass, I didn't even pitch. 
because I was embarrassed. I was like, only three people showed up and I know who those people are. My cousin, my cousin's friend, and then this girl who was a coworker of mine who was there just like, show me support. So I knew that none of these three people were going to buy. So I didn't even pitch. I just said, I hope you enjoyed that free class and I'll talk to you later. Thanks. That's it. Right? So that's what happens in launches is as your confidence starts to wane, so does your launch, so do your results. So I wanted to pinpoint three things that affect the outcome of your launch and they have nothing to do with the size of your audience. And that's what I really wanted to stress here because it is very possible that inside your audience, as small as it is, there could be 10, five, three people who are actively captivated by what you're doing. They're there and they're listening and they signed up for the masterclass and they are showing up to your lives and they're there. And when you try to sell, nothing happens. So it's not that you're lacking people to sell to. There's something else going on because you would have been totally happy with those five sales, with those five people who were absolutely captive and mesmerized by, the, by your message. You would have been totally happy with all five signed up, but none of them signed up. So it's not the size of the audience. They were there. What was the problem? So this is where I want to get into three things. And actually I couldn't even hold, I couldn't even hold back. I actually ended up, I'm going to give you four. So three and a bonus. Okay. Three reasons why launches tend to flop. Okay. And a bonus reason. All right. So let's start with number one. Number one is that your expectations about the launch are just completely out of whack. Your expectations about the launch are not in alignment. You think it's either going to be like, you know, first day when the doors open, I'm going to have my first five figure launch when you have never even had a four figure launch, right? So it's, you think this is going to be it and it's going to be massive and it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing. Or on the other side of it, you actually don't believe in your launch. You actually don't think that people are going to buy anything. You're already convinced of this before you go in. You think, well, I don't really think of people who would buy this as people I would even want to work with, right? We start to like, to, to undermine people who actually need this because like, well, why haven't they figured it out? Right? So we start undermining the client. We start undermining the offer. Like who would even want this? Who, who is even going to want to buy this? So we start to push down something that should be lifted, right? Something that is helping people. We start to think, well, nobody probably needs this. Well, my audience is so small. My ideal client is probably not even in there. Well, my offer is not even that good. And there's other people doing it better. So there's this expectation situation that is throwing the whole energy of the launch off. 
that is, I mean, it's not just about energy. It's not like, well, Ina, that doesn't sound very strategic, right? Like your feel, how do your feelings factor into your lunch? I'll tell you how. Your feelings, your emotions are what turn into actions, right? Emotions, like thoughts turn into emotions. Emotions have a certain feeling, have a certain conclusion that you make in your mind. And that conclusion is what feeds your next action. It's exactly what fed my decision to not even pitch in my first masterclass. That's exactly why. Because I was feeling down. I was like, nobody's going to buy. I didn't even pitch. How am I supposed to get sales if I don't even pitch? So your emotions matter 100% because they're dictating your actions. Because let's face it, none of us walk into a launch situation or have ever walked into a launch situation where all the emails and all the social media, it's perfectly curated, ready to go and scheduled on the exact right time, right? So that our social media is kind of doing our work for us. It, we never walk into a launch that way, right? We are, we're always working. And when our energy goes down, so does our action. So does our ability to actually go after those sales, to actually pitch, to make connections with more people. We end up not doing any of that. So what is the problem with your expectations being? That's the problem when your expectations are really low, right? When you're like, oh, nobody's going to buy this anyway, right? It affects your actions. What is the problem when your expectations are too high? That it creates that effect of bringing down your emotions when things don't work out the way you want them to. So if you just open the doors and nobody signed up, if you just finish your masterclass, nobody engaged with the masterclass and nobody signed up and you still have another week worth of promotion to go, if nobody signed up and you were expecting this to be your five-figure launch, how are you going to feel? And how is that, how are those emotions going to translate into actions? They're going to translate into inaction. That's the cycle. So imagine, this is when we get to like, okay, what is the alternative, right? You're going into the launch with high expectations or with low expectations. So what is the magic balance here? I want you to imagine a world where you actually believed that your offer needs to be bought, okay? That you believe so much that this is going to help people that you actually don't stop yourself from showing up every day, from letting everybody know that this exists, right? Imagine believing so much in your product, so much in your client and so much in yourself that you can't let this go. That's what happens when we can't let something go, when something would be so good for you, we're not going to let it go. I'm going to continue to tell you about it because I'm like, hey, I know that this is going to help you. So I'm not going to let the fact that nobody signed up during the masterclass, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to keep going. And for the next week, I'm going to make sure that you know that this is the thing you need. And you're going to be getting more sales comparatively than if you had decided, hmm, so I didn't get the sales that I wanted, which means that people probably don't want this which means that maybe I should do better in the next launch. I can already think of all the things that I should have done better in the masterclass. So maybe I'll just do that next time around. I'll just fizzle away this time. That's why that launch is flopping. Okay? It's not anything else. It's that. So let's move on to point number two. 
second thing that makes these launches flop is that you are trying to sell a product that is in your hands rather than helping the people who are there. Now, in the ideal case scenario, the product that you have matches the people that are there. But it's very possible, because I've seen this happen, actually, I've, I've done this myself, I've been guilty of this, there's a very good chance that your product doesn't actually match what people want. And you don't know that. Because when you created this product, you were all gung-ho that this is what people need. But nobody has actually told you that they need it. In fact, every time you talk about it, they just glaze over, they don't see the value, and they go sign up with another coach. So you are trying to sell something that your people, quite honestly, either don't want, don't need, or don't understand. So if you turned it around, if instead of saying, so this is what I can do, and this is my expertise, and this is my product, and let me see who I can sell this to. If instead you looked at those five people who showed up to your masterclass, those 10 people who have been captivated by your message, and you just went and you tapped them on the shoulder and said, what do you need? What would you buy? What, what's the deal, right? Which other coaches have you been investing in? Why did you sign up to work with them? If you started asking more questions, then your conversion rates will start to turn because now you're not so stuck with that thing you want to sell. You start to keep an open mind. It's one of the big reasons why coaches, and I do, and, and will tell you every day, do not create a program and then try to sell it. They tell you sell the program and then build it on the fly. Build the plane while it's in flight. They'll tell you to do that because you are going to be so stuck in your ways after spending all that time and effort creating that program that you're not even going to care if somebody's buying it or not. You love that program and you're going to find clients for it. Welcome to more flopped launches because people either don't want, don't need, or don't understand what you're selling. You need to be asking more questions. So imagine a world where all those 10 people, when they're listening to you, they actually understand what you sell. They actually want what you sell because they thought about it before they even heard you talk about it, right? That's the sweet spot that you want. So let's go to reason number three, why launches flop. Reason number three is that you actually hate selling. Selling feels icky. Selling feels like you're pushing people away all the time. And you just hate doing it. And every time you get on that masterclass and you see crickets, you see that people are not engaging with you. Those are the feelings that come on. It's like, oh, why am I doing this? Right? So can you imagine wanting to have a five-figure launch and at the same time hating the sales part? 
How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Now, the worst thing that you can tell yourself is that, oh, then I need to start enjoying being salesy. No, I need to start liking selling. Well, technically, yes, but if your concept of selling is already skewed, then it sounds like you're making yourself do something that is against your values and morals. So it's really hard for a sales coach, for example, to come and tell you, you just need to really enjoy the process of sales if for you sales is a four-letter word, right? If you already think that it goes against all your values and principles, why would you even want to do it? So here's kind of how your fear of sales starts to affect your launch. Not just about the fact that you just did a masterclass and now you just feel icky about contacting everybody, but it makes you follow bad advice because there are people out there who are sales experts who will give you the techniques, but those techniques unless they're doing an amazing job at explaining the context, those techniques by themselves are not going to work, right? Techniques like you need to be DMing people, right? You guys, I teach about relationship building on DMs. I teach about that stuff. So I tell people you need to be getting on DMs. But if you just take that one line and you do whatever you think that person means, coupled with the fact that you hate sales, those DMs are going to be really icky for you. Those are the DMs that sound like, hey, so I saw that you're a coach. That is so exciting. I have a Facebook group for coaches. Do you want to join me? And we will welcome you there and it'll be so exciting. How do you even know that I need that Facebook group? That's when people just go and don't respond to you. And when people don't respond and you realize like, oh, I'm just hounding people. Yes, yes, you are right? That's what happens. Exactly what's happening. So you start to take that instruction of you need to be getting on the DMs and you turn it into cold DMing, icky sales techniques that nobody wanted you to do in the first place, but that's what you're hearing. You start to hear advice differently when you haven't reframed in your mind what sales actually means. Sales means helping people. If you continue to think that sales only benefit me, then you're out there doing really selfish work for selfish reasons and people are going to see through it and you're going to hate your life. As long as you hate sales, sales is going to feel icky. And it doesn't matter how many coaches try to teach you differently. As long as you continue to think that sales are selfish and icky, that's exactly how you're going to be acting. So now, imagine a world where you know that all you do all day long is help people. This is something that I love to say to coaches out there. It's like, you are not a standalone marketing department. You are a coach. You need to be out there helping people. That's your mission. Go out there and help people. Okay? So if I know that all I do all day long is help people all the time, then sales feels like I'm doing them a favor. Sales feels like 
I am showing them something new that maybe they didn't know before that is really going to help them. It's going to get them, help them get a particular result, right? So when you start to reframe sales and realize that sales is the way that you help people, then it's something that you want to do all the time. Now, how do you do it in a way that doesn't feel wrong? Then you got to be really in tune with what feels wrong so that you don't do those things. It's as simple as that. There isn't one way to sell things. So you start coming up with your own strategies and your own techniques, which is what I've done. I've created my entire programs built on non-salesy sales because I don't like salesy sales. So I redefine sales in the way that I feel good about it. And I teach my own clients how to have relationships on DMs and how not to be pushy on DMs because that's the way that I do it and that's the way that I like it. So I'm going to give you one bonus reason why launches flop. Okay, so far we got, by the way, are we all getting this? Reason number one, your expectations are just out of alignment. They're either too high or too low, and either way, they're going to result in lack of action. Number two, you're trying to sell a product rather than helping people. In an ideal world, those two things would match most of the time, and if your launch is failing, that could be the problem. There's a mismatch there. Number three, you hate selling. Because whenever you think of sales, you think of icky, you think selfish, you think this only benefits me and I don't want to take their money. You need to be reframing that so that you know that when you're helping people, everybody wins. So I'm going to give you number four, right? We're getting a message from Mariel saying, yes, I like what you said. Sales means helping people. And that's how I help people. I help clients, right? And this is free, by the way. I do get to help people for free. But those who want more, who want to pick my brain, who want to steal my strategies, who want to really do things in a, in a nice, methodical way, they tap on my shoulder and they say, I want to work with you. My one-on-one -on -one clients have come to me. I, I have not been like pushing one-on-one. -on -one. My one-on-one -on -one clients have been the ones tapping me on the shoulder and telling me like that. I think that's what I need, right? So yeah, sales means helping people. That's how I help people. So I'm going to give you one more bonus. No, one more bonus. One bonus reason why launches, especially with a small audience, fail. And that is that you have not built enough social authority with your audience. They don't know you from Adam. You only show up when you want to sell them something. And this is evidenced by the fact that every time that they get on a DM with you, they're just waiting for that pitch. They know that pitch is coming. They know that there is no way that you would be talking to them in a DM conversation without having your pitch ready to go. Whenever the topic gets broached at all, I'm going to take out my pitch. They can sense it. They can feel it. They can smell it, right? People can smell a salesperson a mile away. I can be on a DM conversation with somebody new and I know when they are genuinely interacting with me and I know when they want something. And usually it's sign up for my Facebook group, download my freebie, come to my masterclass. I already know. Now, I'm a busy person. Everybody that you talk to is a busy person, okay? 
Which is why, like, if you're defining your niche as busy people, good luck. That's 100% of the people in the world. People are busy. If you're going to be engaging with people in DMs, it's got to be through relationship building. It cannot be because you have a hidden agenda. Okay? And this is something that, you know, I've been able to create amazing relationships on DMs because I don't have a hidden agenda. When we talk, I genuinely want to get to know who is in my audience. I want to know who's there. What are you here for? What are you doing? How's it going? Right? If they like my message, they'll come to this live. They'll answer my survey. They'll read my emails, right? That's kind of how they, they can get into my funnel willingly and by free will. Not because we were in a DM conversation and I just went and I'm hounding them like, okay, so we've been talking for a couple of days. I think it's time for you to know about my offers. That's what happens when you haven't built enough social authority with your, with your audience. It just means that they have not seen you and identified you as an expert at what you do. All they see is a coach trying to sell something. And there's a lot of those out there. In fact, I've been in that situation where I have met a coach who seems to be like a high-level coach, right? I go to their profile and it's really impressive. You can tell that they have a team. Uh, they have a ton of followers. They have a great call to action. And I see all of that. And I start engaging with them. Like, who knows? Maybe I'll invite them on, on my podcast, right? I, I don't know where the relationship is going to end up. I'm like, this is somebody I'd like to know. And they always have the pitch in their back pocket. And it, it bothers me and it makes me stop following. I'm impressed and then I'm not, right? It happens more than you think. But with a small audience, we can't afford to be pushing people away. We can only grow our immediate circle by establishing relationships. So I want you to imagine a world where you don't care if somebody buys from you or not. I want you to imagine a world where you, the only thing you care about is whether you're helping people. That's it. That's all you care about. And let the chips fall where they may. So here we are. What am I telling you? Am I telling you that if you take care of these four reasons launches flop, if you take care of them, you're going to start to see sales? No coach can guarantee results because you're the one taking action. But if you take care of these four things, you're going to be in a much better spot in terms of sales than you were in your last launch. Hands down. So let's recap them really fast. Okay. Top four reasons why launches flop. Number one, your expectations are not in alignment. Okay. Your expectations are getting you to act in ways that are not favorable for your launch. Number two, you're trying to sell the product you have, not the product people want. Number three, you hate selling and you keep telling yourself that selling is bad and you keep telling yourself that Selling is selfish and it only benefits you. Good luck getting sales with that mentality. Number four, you have not built enough social authority with your audience. They don't see you as the go-to expert because every time that they show up on your feed, every time they show up on your DMs, all you're doing is trying to sell them something. You have not established that no like trust factor. 
So what did you think? Was that helpful at all? So if you have a small audience and you're planning on launching very soon, which of these four are you going to make sure that you're going to tackle this time around so that it doesn't trip you up and it doesn't stop you? Which one? Commit right now so that it doesn't happen. DM me at your engagement coach on Instagram or just start following there. I always have things to say about the online coaching world and they're all being shared on the gram. Again, my link is your engagement coach and I really hope to see you there and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.